Hello and welcome back to Fourth and Goal. I am your host, Janae Lazenby. I'm Brandon Mraz. I'm Zach Gaines. And I'm Jackson DeLula. Let's get into it. First game we have up is Oregon versus Ohio State. Yeah. Um, this, upset alert. The, yeah, upset alert. And this game is so interesting to me and was very interesting to me because when you go back and watch this game, and before this game even starts, right, the whole narrative is Ohio State has better athletes, and that's why they're going to win the game. Regardless of who Oregon has, it's always going to be, oh, the one school has better athletes, right? Oregon had the better athletes. They they're, did. They're they also really played good. with other two best defensive players, Thibodeau and uh, Justin Flo, I think his name is. Yep. I mean, it was just um, – I mean, I would have picked Oregon if it wasn't for them two being out. Yeah. So, hindsight, I was right. Yeah. But if you look at it, like this – Interesting stat that I found uh, before this game, Oregon was 0-9 against the Buckeyes. Oof. So that's a crazy stat that I found. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> Nothing much? Things are meant to be broken. Um, yeah. It's just funny because if you look at the two quarterbacks, if you look at C.J. Stroud for Ohio State, he was 35 for 54, 484 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And you compare it to Oregon's quarterback, 17 for 35, 236 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, but the difference, I think the difference there was C.J. Stroud got that many yards and that many touchdowns because C.J. Stroud had some throws where he just made the throw to someone like Chris Olave, who's just that good of an athlete, where he dumps it off and Chris Olave, it's a five-yard pass for 60 yards. Like, that's where those yards came from. But when it came down to it, C.J. Stroud in a big-time moment in a big time like red zone he didn't do anything he couldn't make those throws his athletes didn't have the space to do that and that's why Oregon won like Oregon just came out and balled and they blew him off the ball both sides of the ball I mean look at CJ Verdal like 20 carries 161 yards two touchdowns I was gonna say I mean, you guys have been talking about the wrong CJ right <laughs> the wrong CJ when Oregon got when Oregon went into halftime 17 to 4 I don't think anybody expected CJ Verdell to come out and practically win the game in the third quarter. Once they went up 21-7, to the game was about over. Ohio State looked defeated all day. They just didn't have it. There, there was, no. There's always something, you know, regardless of what you've thought of past Ohio State teams, there's always been something in the regular season where you're like, this, this is why they win. This, it, it just wasn't there. Like that X factor while you're watching the game just wasn't there. Oregon just simply outplayed Ohio State. Absolutely. I, just, I mean, I think you guys, and none of you, I was waiting for someone to mention it. The story of this game was the Oregon rush rushing attack versus the Ohio State pa- uh, rush defense. I mean, they got blown off the ball. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, they gave uh, they gave up 269 rushing yards, Ohio yep. State. Anytime you do that, it's just a recipe for disaster. And I just want to point out Ohio State put up 612 uh, yards of offense and still lost. Their defense not is not great. It's, it's not this great. is a much different Ohio State team than I've seen in, like, I don't know of how long. This is probably the worst Ohio State team, in my opinion, in the past five, ten years. Well, I mean, what I think is scary is Oregon was able to hold Ohio State to seven points in the first half, and they're missing their best defensive player. So does, so does uh, missing Thibodeau and Justin Flo, and I mean, does adding them back make them an even more scary uh, I, contender, you guys think? Justin, excuse me, Thibodeau is by, he's a, t- a lock for the top three in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He's the best defensive player in college football right now, and he's going to make Oregon a better football team. And they already look pretty good. Yeah, and, and, and one quick thing before we move on. I mean, Ohio State has to look out the rest of the season. Yeah. Penn State is a very good football team in their division. Iowa is a very good football team that if somehow Ohio State gets the Indiana, they have to deal with. Like, I there think, is not a good out for Ohio State left. I think Michigan wins. I'm just excited for the rest of the year because this is like the first time in a while that the Big Ten has been like this open for whoever's yeah. winning it. Because for a, as long as we know, it's been Ohio State's going to win it every year. But um, it's good. I think it's going to be a wide open competition. I, I hope Penn State or any other Big Ten team can put up competition for the Big Ten title. Yeah, Ohio State has some climbing to do, you know, dropping to number nine. So they have some room for some growth. Let's get to the next topic, the major upset, in my opinion, Texas against Arkansas. Welcome to the SEC, gentlemen. I called it. I didn't think it was going to be this good, though, but hey. This is, I mean, we've been seeing Texas get overhyped time and time again. Oh, this is this is Arkansas's first win against a top 15 opponent since 2016. This, I mean, so much for a culture change in Texas. Like, I love Sark, but I don't know how much he's going to, like, change and impact that program. Not impact, but, like, change the whole culture of the team, I guess. Here's, the deal. Here's the deal with this game. Every time we've had a Big 12 team play an SEC team, we've had it in a meaningless bowl game where the SEC team doesn't really show up, doesn't have all their players, and then the Big 12 wins, celebrates it like it's the national championship. But in every meaningful game where these two conferences meet, it's been the SEC every single time. Bigger, faster, stronger athletes have beaten the the worst team every single time. Look at why... Oklahoma doesn't complete complete in the playoffs because they lose every time. They don't have the athletes, they don't have the coaching, they don't have the recruiting. That's why they're coming to the SEC. So, yes, I think this is a big, hey, welcome to the conference. And it's going to take a while for Texas and Oklahoma to get there. Oklahoma is a little bit quicker. But this is why they're making that move. And eventually they're going to become into this SEC with the recruiting and get to that point. But right now... You, you can't say that anyone from the Big 12 is going to come in and compete right now. I mean, I think it's a well-foregone conclusion that both of these teams that are joining the SEC are, aren't going to compete right away. It's going to take time for them to get the recruits and time for them to adjust to the SEC. I mean, it's going to be at least two to three years before, like, they're somewhat actually competing in the SEC. Like, I don't see Texas... Oklahoma. If they had this much trouble against Arkansas, how do you think they're going to compete with a team like Ole Miss? Yeah. They're going to compete with a team like Florida. They're, like, gonna they're just going to get killed. I mean, it, it's just going to be a period. The, the, when they join, it's just going to be a period of adjusting, if, obviously. Since they struggled so bad with Arkansas, they're going to struggle with Mizzou. They're going to struggle Tennessee. with South Carolina. They're going to struggle probably even with Vanderbilt, you know? I, I think... I think the Texas-Oklahoma gap is pretty big. Like, I think Oklahoma can probably compete for the second, third position in the conference pretty early. i say third or fourth, honestly. Because right. Lincoln Riley's good coach, proven coach. He can recruit. But you look at it in their conference, right? Like, right now, Big 12, there is a massive recruiting gap between Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. And there's that even bigger recruiting gap between Oklahoma and the SEC that Texas is now joining back. You know what I mean? Like, so... It's going to be interesting to see how these teams... I, I think Oklahoma can compete. Like, I don't think riding off... Like, Oklahoma's going to come into the SEC and probably have a lot of 8-4s, and 9-3s, 
10 and twos, maybe even 11 and ones. But Texas right now is so far behind. And it's honestly crazy to see with a program that has so much money, so much funding, so much support, and they talent. can't get there. They can't get there. Yeah, yeah I, I think the biggest takeaway from this game is the implications on the idea of a super conference. Um, I, right now, the SEC is the best conference in college football. It's not close. We've got seven teams in the top 25 right now. Um, even, you know, Auburn's the lowest-ranked team at 22. You know, I think Arkansas could isn't Arkansas? I right think now? Arkansas at no, Arkansas, twenty is. Um, so. Let me check. Yeah, I think they're twenty, right? Yeah, that's a. Li- yeah. I think that was more Texas being yes, bad true. than Arkansas being top twenty good. Yeah. But I, I, you know, you're absolutely correct. The gap between Texas and the rest of the SEC is huge. It's going to continue to grow. But I think Texas will make a little noise when they get to the SEC. I think this was more I of an disagree. Bold. I think this was more of an outlier game than anything. I think it was more of a. Texas is 13, Arkansas is unranked, we're Texas not getting any attention. I mean, mm. I I think it'll take a little time for them to even get somewhat, like, to compete. I mean, they're going to be competing. I just mean, I don't know how you put, I don't know how much stock you're putting into Arkansas right now when they scored 40 points and their quarterback didn't throw a touchdown and threw an interception. I mean, that game was dominated by the run game. Yes, everyone knows yeah, that. They, did, they, had, they, had, they had Absolutely, but oh. that run game isn't going to work against better SEC opponents. So quick, yeah, but, okay, go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, but I was just going to say we're not making it about Arkansas, though. Yeah. But. So quickly before we move on to the next game, I just want to raise one question. So... We watch this game, and whether or not you think Texas is going to compete in the Big 12, whatever. If you're in the Big 12 right now, after you just added UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, and Houston, are you not shaking in your boots right now saying, oh my gosh, we're a group of six team now? Or we're a group of six conference? Because if this, like, okay, Oklahoma State's left, they're probably the best program, well, not say team right now, because they're not that great right now. They're okay, and they're, they're going to get better. But after Texas and Oklahoma leave, they are the best and most prominent program in that conference. Are you really telling me that with just one team like that, you're still going to be a Power 5? After you see this weekend, worst one, power of your five best easily. Team, you're one of your best teams loses to one of the worst teams in the, in the SEC? The I conference mean, that they're going to? I mean, I just never was a fan of, like, joining the Super Conference. I mean, I, I'm like, I guess you can call me, like, an oldie. I liked it how it was. I mean, I like all these different conferences. I just don't. I yes, it probably is better for the game, but in my opinion, the NCAA should have took other steps rather than like combining these conferences. Like they should. I mean, uh, they should work on the playoff expansion. They should do all these different things before. I just I don't understand the move by the Big Twelve. I think it's dumb to add these teams. I think the better course of action in order to yes, you got to fix the playoffs, but I think the better course of action in order to kind of preserve fair play in huge quotation marks fail, fair play is you got to get rid of the Big 12. You got to get teams like and for other sports too. You got to get teams like Kansas and Iowa State, those kind of programs to go up north to the Big 10. You got a great basketball conference in that and that, right? Then you take Oklahoma State, you take TCU, you take Texas Tech, teams that already pretty much look like Pac-12 teams. Get them in the Pac-12, strengthen that league. It's doing great this year, but strengthen that league even more. Then you get Notre Dame to get out of their contract, for God's sakes. It's the worst thing in football. (laughs) Get them in the ACC with West Virginia, and then you take all the Power 5 teams, and you you take the 16 best, and you say, guess what, kids? Welcome to the big leagues. You're the next Power 5, and it's a 16-team super conference with them, and you let BYU, you let Boise State, and you let Cincinnati go at it for however long, and they get guaranteed a playoff spot. 
How does that not ensure fair play? But instead, we're, in, we're trying to improve a league that's not even good anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, just don't understand. That, w- that would also really help solve some of the the distance and close some of the gaps between these major colleges and some of these smaller market schools in terms of recruiting, especially if that playoff spot is guaranteed, and especially if you can fight for that playoff spot. Yeah. There's just so many things that come from that, you know. I just want to point out how K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas's quarterback, outscored both the Texas quarterbacks. They, between the two Texas quarterbacks, only had 118 yards, and he had 138 by himself. So yeah, pretty embarrassing. What's the next game we're going to? We got we got to talk about. Well, we got two quick ones, very quick ones. So first, FSU. Good lord. Good, Walk good off, night, sweet prince. You know, barely I, need to talk about that. Quick wrap. I'm though. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna formally announce this. I was wrong about FSU. What I say? Hey, <laughs> you know what? The, Jackson and uh, Brandon were not happy with what I was saying last week on last week's podcast about FSU being back. Boy, was I wrong. Back like Texas. This, losing to Jacksonville State. Oh, come on, man. This, Mike, Yeah, I, I'm just going to be the first one to say, Mike Norvell, see you later. You're going to be gone in a couple weeks. If not, sooner than that. Yeah. Let's talk about BYU and Utah upset. Heck of a game. Again. Yeah, that was a great Very game. Very upsetting. Heck of a game. BYU ended its nine-game losing streak against Utah, and it was its first win against Utah since Holy 2009. Lord, baby. Let's Holy, go. First of all, let's just point that out. What a great rivalry game name. Yeah. Holy mm-hmm. one. Awesome. Love that. Um, just a good game. It, this was fun. I, it, these are two teams that, like, the set it, when you turn on the TV and it's BYU-Utah, and you're, like, in the Redstone Mountain, like, that, oh, gorgeous game. Awesome game. Fun game. You know, great play. There was nothing wrong with this game. I loved it for every second. It was entertaining. Um, you know, BYU showed up. And it was, yeah. it was, you couldn't complain. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, BYU definitely showed up, but I think Utah didn't, obviously. I mean, yeah. they Utah's defense is supposed to be good. They disappointed, and they didn't show up. They gave up 380. Their offense was bad, too. They had two turnovers in the first quarter at the first start of the game. In my opinion, I think, I think this win will catapult BYU to top 25 status. Oh, I think they're already in. Yeah, they're yeah, number they 23. Are. Oh, they are? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're already 23. Sorry. Utah... Kind of got the last year hangover ranking. Like, I, I don't – they shouldn't have been ranked. They shouldn't have been ranked this year. I mean, year. my boy Zach Wilson helped them get ranked. Yeah. No, no, no. Utah, oh, this, not BYU. Oh, sorry, no. sorry, sorry. Utah. Fanboying for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, Utah got the got the little hangover from last year. Like, you're good, but we don't know. And it showed. I mean, showed. to Utah's credit – uh they definitely woke up towards the end of the game. Obviously, it wasn't it wasn't much, but yeah, the effort was there. They averaged more yards per play. They averaged six point seven yards per play to BYU's four point eight. That doesn't mean very much after the game, but you know Utah showed up. They gave it their best. Mm-hmm. I think BYU's looking good. They could go on a nice streak. Yeah, the next. Big upset is Stanford USC. Yeah, I was just gonna say I wanted to oh jump to gosh. the team of the story of the week. Let's start with the story. Clay Helton well, out as coach. Okay. okay, I thought we were gonna get to that after Barry. Oh, no, 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 no. Whatever no, you got, start, start with it. Start with it now. You go. No, 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 no. I don't want to start with it. So obviously the upset happened. Stanford completely blows USC out of the water. That's really not the the news here. It's Clay Helton getting fired in week two. I, it, 
Hey, I would fire him too if you lost this bad to this unranked team. Yeah, but you have to think about it. They they got beat this bad. Stanford also week one lost to Kansas State twenty four seven. Yeah, but Kansas State's a better program than Stanford is. Eh, no. Stanford's both, supposed to always be good. Yeah, I mean, I'd say Stanford is the better program, but I still think it's a. Stanford was nine and four when Christian McCaffrey was there. They're not always supposed to be good. They had the best athlete in college football for four years and couldn't do anything. It's They're not supposed McCaffrey. to be good. You have a, it's one person. It's a running back. Football's the a team sport. The running back who ran for 300 yards almost it every game. is a team sport. Teams went in there knowing that they were going to run the ball, and they shut it down. So you can't just depend on one person and but, expect but to win. But my point is, they are not always supposed to be good. Even with I'm the just best saying, player like oh, that, well, they're not always supposed to be good. Well, I'm saying against a team like that, yeah, oh, you're okay. supposed to win. Yeah, you're supposed to enough, be good. Fair enough, fair enough. This was, let's talk about this. I mean, Stanford's Wait, quarterback, it was, oh. it was his first career start yep. and upset at a ranked team. Yes, he should. 14, to nonetheless. Tanner McNeid, t- 234 yard, 234 yards. This is at Two home, touchdowns. Too. Oh no! It was it was in, it was USC. in USC. Yo, man, Tanner came in first start. Ooh, you love to see that. But what a! I mean, Keaton Slovis did not have, live up to the hype of this game at all. Two hundred twenty-three yards with one touchdown and interception in the QBR of forty-four. Yeesh. For for someone who should be one of the top uh, coveted uh, quarterback prospects, really underperforming against a uh, Stanford team that. He really should have picked apart. Yeah, because everybody thought that Stanford wasn't going to be good, especially since that first opening game. So. Well, I think the one of the most interesting uh, aspects of, of the fallout of this game is Dante Williams is going to be the interim head coach for the remainder of the season for UFC, USC. Uh, he was hired last year as cornerbacks coach and at the end of the season was uh, elevated to assistant head coach. I think it's a meteoric rise for him. He's the first black coach in the program's history. I think he's got a shot. I don't know. Look, Just looking at what he's done in the USC staff in one year, in one season went from cornerbacks coach to assistant head coach. I, 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 think, that I, says I think that's a good point. How, but hold on. How much of that was his boss, Clay Helton? That's something you got to yeah. learn. Now, I will say, though, USC is a program that's run – by the administrators. It, you know, the, mm. the, the football coach there has very little control. The school itself and the board and the administrators have a lot more say over that football team. So, you could be right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying there's something there. Now, another point I want to get to. If you're firing a coach in week two, I would put good money on it that you've been looking for a head coach for a while now. Yeah. There's somebody that they know that they can get. That's why this happened. Now, Urban Meyer? Who is, no, <laughs> no. I, I don't think it's Urban Meyer. I, I, Les Miles? No, Les mm. Miles will never coach again in his entire life. Um, Les Miles should be in jail, to be honest with you. But We'll probably end up doing something stupid like right. hiring Ed Oregon once he gets fired. Oregon? Next week. Ed Oregon? Ed Oregon? Oregon. 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 
Does it look like I care about LSU? No. Does it look like I care? Yeah, I, I actually have been seeing a candidate for the USC job is the Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. I think that would be no out, way. Yeah, that would be an outstanding. Absolutely not. He's going to get a head coach. He's going to get a head coach offer from one of the teams in the NFL. He's, he's going to take. He, it. Yeah, but he's been on the head coaching market for what three or four years now, and he still has yet to get a single offer for a head coach. And every game. season so produces. He's going to go to college. Work his way out. A quarterback has ever seen almost like clockwork. So there's two guys that I've been seeing. One is Dan Mullen. I don't think no, that's right. He's not leaving Florida. I don't think you leave Florida because uh, you already get as many recruits as you do for the SEC. There's there's not no more. Going, more. Yeah, there's, not, there's no and, point and in going been, west. They've been building momentum recently too. Right. I mean, just they, look, they, they, they just gave us the like, SEC East. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they gave us a game right. in the SEC they, championship they were, last year. They were year. in the playoffs until two weeks before they, they the playoffs itself. So I, I don't think he leaves Florida. No, there's an interesting one in James Franklin. James Franklin at Penn State. Decent coach, not great. He's a James great Franklin recruiter. He's a great recruiter. Yeah, I mean, listen, he got Vandy to two nine-win seasons. That's pretty impressive. But I, I find it really hard to believe that James Franklin is going to leave a $9 million a year job in Happy Valley yeah. where, look at this year. I mean, they're building something pretty substantial. Good shot to win the conference. So those two names kind of take me beside. I'd be surprised. Um, I know Sark's been thrown around, but he I just got hired. He just got hired on the James Franklin. I for the past like couple, I mean at least me the past three years I've been seeing James Franklin linked to a bunch of these programs, and like it's been rumors that he's gonna leave, and he never does, and he never does. So I think like James Franklin already has a good program that he's built in Penn State, and it's only gonna get better. So I mean, why would he go to the West Coast where one he would get less recruits, and two he's gonna probably be going to a worse team. And, probably, and it wouldn't lead him to exposure for more jobs, if anything. He, he's in a perfect situation in Penn State. I don't think, I don't think he's going to leave. I think he would be dumb to leave Penn State. So there's another one that I've heard. And I want to get your guys' opinion on this. This coach has a Super Bowl. Recently fired. Can you guess his name? Dan Quinn. No, close. <sighs> He's not going anywhere. Recent, like, NFL fired? NFL recently fired, but also has a Super Bowl ring in recent history. Oh, I know. Yeah, you yeah. Oh! Oh, Doug P! Dougie P! Nah, Colin Cowherd said that the other day, and I was sitting there. Right, well, yeah, let but me listen, establish this. Think, we here at this podcast are fully aware and fully acknowledge that Colin Cowherd and his takes are hot trash. Yeah, you but just say that because you don't like the Cowboys. He's very interesting. I love his I love Cowboys. He is interesting, and his takes are interesting. No. They're interestingly <laughs> awful every week and consistently terrible. Okay, and so he we're never, never getting Jay Bo- the guy. We're never getting the J-Boy show or anyone involved with that on our show because it's No, Colin. we are not. We don't want you, Colin. <laughs> but anyway. I would no, love to Cal- have Colin. Cal- yeah. <laughs> Colin, we'll have you on the show whenever you want. Um, you can replace me that yeah, day. Please That's do. fine. Um, Colin Coward said this, and it was one of those where you're like sitting there and you're like, no, well, okay, maybe. And then as he was explaining it, saying, you know, L.A. is somewhere that you can't have control of L.A. You're not going to be able to control that program. You have to be a pro-minded coach who's dealt with players because that's your control, players, not the program, players. So this guy, I mean, he took Nick Foles to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. He let that locker room die on him. He did. Multiple seasons uh, in a row. Aware, aware. But he did win that Super Bowl. He knows how to do that. He knows how to manage players from a pro perspective. And he can handle a big environment like L.A. Those are three good reasons to hire that man. 
I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Um, Doug Peterson won that Super Bowl, and he did it with a backup quarterback, which is incredibly impressive, Perfect. especially when you consider who he beat. Brady. I offer you this. They had four running backs on that roster who the very next season all went on to become starters. All of them. Their offensive line was the healthiest it's ever been. Probably, I think they had two first-team All-Pros and three or four Pro Bowlers on that O-line. They had Nelson Aguilar when he was at his very best. Their defense was stacked. Right immediately after that, the nucleus of that team fell apart, Doug Peterson lost control of that locker room and never got it back. I just, I don't, I don't I think it'll be a big adjustment for him because I don't think he's going to be as, like, if say he were to take the USC job, I don't think he'd be, like, as good as you guys are saying. He's still going to have to, like, adjust to recruitment. I mean, like, yeah, show him a Super Bowl rank. Yeah, that'll do much. But this is college. You're not winning the Super Bowl in college. College and NFL are two different games. Like, Doug Peterson is going to have to do a lot of different things in college that he's, compared to the NFL, be a big, it's a big adjustment for anyone, but I don't think, He's going to go in right away, make him a big-name program and get big-name recruits. I just – I see – I, 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 I see, think he could fit the job. Yes, he can fit the job, but, like, I don't see them becoming, like, a top eight or top five team in the future. I, mean, I don't think there's anyone out there that they can hire that yeah. would do He'll that. get them six wins a year. I don't, let, let's be honest. Let's, let's, let's entertain this Urban Meyer thing here. Okay. Urban Meyer is not going to be successful at USC if he goes there. I no, I don't think he will be at all. He probably nope. would be like, like I don't it's like. It's totally Ur- different from Ohio State and Florida. I, exactly. I do, so. Yes, Ohio it State is different. It is. Listen, recruiters. listen. Yeah. It is different. But I think Urban Meyer, out of all the coaches we just named, would have more success than any of them. Urban oh, Meyer, it literally much. is yes. proven to be like a god in the college game. Look at look okay. at and everywhere he's gone in college, Florida, Ohio State, he's. I'm, I'm missing one thing because I can't think he's of it. A, right. He's a players guy. He gets recruits. He, but he, but you, you can't you cannot tell me that Urban Meyer goes into that program and that doesn't instantly become one of the most attractive like places to go if you're not if you're a high school if senior. Urban Meyer goes to USC is the third best recruiter in that state because Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and about three other SEC programs and Oklahoma have been scra- and not even to mention Davo Sweeney have been absolutely scraping the California market for the last six years now. He comes in and he is a little fish in a big pond, and he's probably one of the biggest names in college football. I mean, I don't know. I you're not getting kids to go to you. Listen, no. Urban Meyer is a great coach, and that's fine. But you're not getting a Bryce Young, a DJ Uyunglele, to go to USC over. I mean, in Alabama, order- Clemson, Georgia, even. Urban Meyer's a great coach, and I agree that he's a great recruiter. But if you're a top recruit, there is no chance you were playing in your home state. I mean, this, you've seen what happens when, I mean, that, when that it just doesn't. In order for that to happen, and this is just my thought, they need to hire like some person who's local from LA to recruit those local LA kids. I mean, I don't know what like new head coaches out there that could possibly be hired for the job, but they need to find someone that can recruit the local guys. Yeah. Even even so, it's probably going to be really tough because Alabama, Clemson, like you just named. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with some more news, and then we'll get you your predictions later in the show. Stay around. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. We're back. 
Let's start off with some news. We're going to talk about Texas A&M against Colorado and how their quarterback is hurt. Haynes King, fractured leg, out four to six weeks minimum. Uh, that puts him out of the Alabama game, unfortunately. Um, that is tough. That, that kid's pretty good. Uh, hate to see a true freshman go down with an injury. It's never good to see injuries. So Especially a freshman that won the job right out of camp. Right. So, um, tough. Hope you know. We wish the best to Haynes King. Hopefully he gets better soon. Uh, but out for a couple weeks, and this is going to be a big blow to Texas A&M. This all but basically takes their chances of the playoffs away, in my opinion. I mean, they're going to be just like competing for the top bowl game mm-hmm. at most. I mean, yeah, I feel bad for A&M, but I'm an SEC fan and not a Texas A&M fan, so. They this, struggled so bad against Colorado. They did. Well, Their that just shows how much bad. Haynes King is valued to this team. I mean, if you only win 10-7 to 7 against an unranked exactly. Colorado team, there's some issues. And it took them forever just to even get to those 10 mm. points. Yeah, it was it was like 3-3 the whole game, and they scored a touchdown late so, in the game. No, it was 3-7 the whole so, game. So, yeah, sorry, sorry. I think it says more about a- – A&M's got a good defense. I mean, they, they gave up the first touchdown, and then they and then Colorado didn't score the rest of the game. Yeah, as much as I want to make this a debate and say, like, Texas A&M's going to make a run. It's going to be crazy. I didn't think they were going to compete before the injury. I, exactly. It's, never had it. I had, I had Ole Miss being the second-best team in the West this, this season, and this more more than Locks it confirms it. it. Yeah. But I will say, Zach Calzada came in for Haynes King. And he played well. He, for what he did, he played well. 183 yards. Later, at first, he was playing bad. Well, I mean, he just gets thrown into a game. That's kind of tough. Mm. Hey, next man up. I agree. I agree. But, you know, he played well. I, I don't think AM's totally done. Like, they've still, they're still got a good defense and a manageable offense. And they're going to be able to, you know, edge out some games against some SEC opponents. But this is a big blow, and they're definitely going to drop some on the way. Yeah. This definitely hurts them long term, man. I don't mean they're definitely not going to be competing for a bowl game now. I mean, they could. Um, the next thing we got to talk about is uh, JT Daniels didn't play this weekend for Georgia. Um, Bummer. Also, somewhat banged up. Not really. Haven't really heard much uh, about Daniels and what really his injury is. Um, he has what they call an oblique injury, but there's really no timetable on when he'll get back. So I don't know if we'll see Stetson Bennett again against South Carolina this weekend. Bennett played well. Played well. I mean, they, they played UAB, beat the doors off him like they're supposed to. Um, but Ben also started a lot of games last year. So he's not, you know, it's not some kid, not some schmuck. He's, he's you know, a good quarterback. He can manage the game. He's shown that before. So um, we'll see what happens to JT Daniels in Georgia. But as of right now, JT Daniels injured. So... Um, yeah, Bennett played really good well. 10 for 12, mm-hmm. 288, five touchdowns. Stetson. 100% QBR. Stetson Bennett's a good quarterback. The issue he has is he makes dumb mistakes at the worst times. That's where he that's where he struggles. He makes some wrong decisions. But he's also a good quarterback. Like, I don't, I don't think he's bad by any means. I just think he makes some dumb decisions at the wrong time. So. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was kind of surprised that they put uh, – What's his name? Bennett. Yeah, Bennett. I mean, if you look earlier, like in the week before that game, they uh, Kirby named the redshirt freshman Carson Beck the quarterback. Had a lot of confidence in him, but 
I'm kind of surprised he didn't rock with Carson back. The backup. Yeah. And he could be just saving eligibility. I guess so, but I mean, you you come out week before, say you have all this confidence in him, your quarterback goes down, and you don't put him in. I mean, uh, that's it, kind of like I don't I don't want to say that's like a punch in the face to the fans, but like you you expect to see him if he, you're a, given that it's, high of praise. It's experience over over you know new face. I mean. Yeah, and Stetson Bennett finished yeah, the game with an average of 24 yards playing, per attempt. Exactly. That's yeah, kind of like unheard of. Yeah, but you think about it. They're playing a UAB team that they know they're not going to have that much trouble with. Right. So, I mean, why not throw them in there? I mean, Fair point. Fair point. I just, I just don't see why they didn't, to be well, honest. I think the the reason here is they're obviously – obviously, JT Daniels is not 100% yet. I think the most recent report I just read was they're both getting reps in camp, mm-hmm. uh, JT and, and Carson. But I I kind of I get what he's going for here. If Stetson is the guy for as long as JT is out, let him rack up some stats. Carson let him get going. Let him freshman. get confident. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, but I think like Brandon said, they're probably just saving him for eligibility reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he only no went four for ten against anyway. UAB. You know, just like whatever. It's a, it's another game. They went out and did what they did, and that's just what it is. So. He did throw a few passes. Yeah. He threw an interception. Yeah. yeah, he got an interception, a touchdown. Yeah, you, you eighty-eight gotta, yards, no biggie. I, I think Kirby just went with the short thing. I, yeah. I think as a coach, you went, you go with the short thing, and that's what Kirby did. Simple as that. So, Smart choice. Uh, the next topic we have, I've kind of brought this up in our group messages for the show before the show. You know, during hot breaks. take. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really worried. Not worried. Worried is a bad word for it. I think that the LSU Tigers are going to struggle mightily in the conference this year and arguably not win a conference game. Now, I'm not going to fully commit to that because there are some toss-up games that I agree with. However, when we go through this, you'll see the best-case scenario that we have all somewhat agreed on, and it's not great. So let me just take you through. So the remaining conference games for the LSU Tigers, because they haven't played any, are at Mississippi State, oh. which is a difficult game. They're going to lose that game. Oh. Mississippi State well, is much better than they are. Dub for the Tigers. No chance. No way. No chance. Dub for the Tigers. Mississippi almost beat us at Mississippi State last year. Yeah, Mississippi State is good. Year. They have a better they almost coach. Beat Alabama. Yeah, and LSU is is far worse than, no. than I, Alabama. I, just, I was telling Brandon this uh, yesterday. We were actually talking about it. I just... I don't see them losing every single game, but I think two games like Kentucky. Okay, so let's let's go through it. Okay, go through it. So Let me, at Miss State, I think that's a loss. I think Miss State's better. Home versus Auburn, that is a absolute loss. I don't know about absolute. Auburn's not great, but they're better than LSU. By yeah, Auburn. but you, I think I think you're discrediting the fact, and the past two weeks have proved it. Anyone can be beat exactly. at any time. I agree. So I. Like, I understand where you're coming from with this take, but I think it's a little crazy to say okay. that they're not going to win a game. Okay. I think Especially for a week three. We're not even, we're not even okay. So, yeah, this, so, Miss State, you guys have a toss-up. I have a Miss State win. So does Jackson. Gosh. Auburn, I have LSU losing always, I, I, every time. If Auburn's still 100 ranked. Out, 100 I, out of 100 times. Yeah, I can't see LSU winning. Uh, Kentucky, tough game. This is one of uh, the toss-ups that's, for me. That's but Kentucky's win. playing really, really well right LSU. now. Playing really great football. Give Tough game in Lexington. I'm taking Kentucky in that game. LSU. I, fi- I 
You're discrediting uh, LSU a little. Just uh, Kentucky plays is playing well. They're playing well, but can they keep it up until week six? I think so. They don't have K- Kentucky doesn't have that tough of a schedule leading up yeah. to that game. That's then you got a thing, then, and thing. it's home against Florida. No, no chance there. No, yeah, that's no a, chance won't there. Won't be close. At Ole Miss, won't be close. No either. chance there. Yeah, right at here? Alabama, Let's won't be close. Literally less than zero percent chance. Yes, Alabama will win. Home against Arkansas. Depending that, on how Arkansas nah. fares in the season, we'll see. That's a toss-up. I'm, take, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna say that's but a I'm win. I'm taking Arkansas. Uh, it could be a toss-up, but I'm taking yeah. Arkansas. And then A and M back with with Haynes King loss. Yeah. 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 So so even so we have what everybody has about two toss up games right that we've just gone through yeah I I now, I'd, I'd say two three honestly right two three let, let, so best case scenario with that instance yeah. is a five and seven record for the two years removed national champions what a fall you don't even make a <laughs> bowl game I know what you're about to say and they're or gonna, drawn on the hot seat yeah let's get one more year one more year. One more year, I think it's officially okay, hot seat. Okay, okay. If I'm an LSU okay. fan, I'm already impatient. Okay, yes, I get they did. I just want everyone in this room to understand that in 2010, there was a man in this conference that came into the job. He won a national championship at the university at Auburn University. He followed that season up with a 500 record. Check LSU's record last year. 500. 500. 5 and 5. Then he lost all but one conference game and went 3 and 9 and was out. Two years after he won the national championship. This was in this conference. His name is Gene Chizik. And he's at LSU right now. I just think LSU as a whole, university, the fans, the organization, they, they see him as like, like this big figure, I just think I don't. He delivered them a natty not not so long ago. I think, like, yes, he is probably going to be on the hot seat, but I'm going to give it one more year. I think one more year, and if he has one more bad season, it's out. I I could see the end of this if this year is a total plummet and they go like three, well, three, three and nine, five three, and seven. Yeah, There's, then maybe. But okay, so now let me. So LSU going into the season had a lot of off-the-field stuff yes. that's still being reviewed. This is why I think it could get very, very dicey for Ed Orgeron. If it's not going well, they go 5-7. and seven. And the argument is, oh, you can't, you can't fire the guy who just won a national championship. You can if there's off-the-field stuff. And the administration can absolutely put that together. Recency bias is a strong force, and if Ed Orgeron so is so is NCAA yeah. violations. If he serves if he serves up LSU fans of a five win season, God for God for one of these toss up games that they could totally lose. LSU could lose a few of these toss up games. You're telling me an LSU fan is going to be sitting LSU anyone is going to be sitting in their chair after November November thirteenth after they lose at home. What if they lose Arkansas? to Kentucky? They're not going to lose to Kentucky or Arkansas. These are very bold hot takes that they're making. Are we? Are we what really? We're putting. Are we really putting like that much faith in LSU it. after they just beat McNeese State? Are we like? They is should. That, they well, they should be beating. Well, is that like the the ray of hope for LSU this year? Because I, I, I can't see it. There's nobody on that roster. What? What? what, what that's worthy of like watch. being hyped up for? 
Derek they got Stingley. Derek Stingley, and that's it. He'll be gone after this year, and then they're barren. Yeah. He's so, the, Derek Stingley's all they got left. I, I'm just really confused. Like, and at this point, you might as well slap a Houston Texans logo on his helmet. Stop, please. So Who's Stingley? Nah. It's he, he's he'll it's be gonna playing. Be, in, it's gonna be Spencer Rattler, but that's also, besides LSU the point. Just lost a running back for the season. Ooh. I didn't even know. And their running back coach. Their running back coach is stepping away from the team right now, also because his 19-year-old daughter. The just wheels passed. on the bus oh. are falling off, big time. Big time. This also could lead to like excuses for him to stay. Just saying. <laughs> exactly. Dude, you can't go five and seven in the SEC two years after you win a national championship. Yeah, but you could also make the statement but saying COVID, my running back was hurt. All this happened. COVID is a great excuse for a lot of things. I, 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 I don't I, think COVID applies. This I year. just think I think you're my personal opinion on this whole debacle. I think you're jumping the gun too early. It is only week two. At week, po- three. week three, sorry, week two just happened. I think. Give it, give it to like week, whatever, six or seven. If they're still doing this terrible, then yes, you should have the room to say that thing. But I think it's way too early to start the Ed Rosedrons getting fired trade. Okay, so when they lose to Kentucky on yeah. October 9th, you mean when talk about it? Maybe. They have to go to Lexington. Yeah, but I don't think they'll lose necessarily. That's yeah. the that's the what game. If I, they, what if they only win by Kentucky like a field has a goal. good quarterback. Kentucky has a better quarterback. Two times better quarterback than LSU has right now. I mean, it's it's just Listen, as bad for them if they lot, win by a field goal. A than if they lot, lose. a lot would have to go up, happen this year for Andrew Ryan to get fired. I mean, goes three and nine. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't think Bye. it's that impossible. It's not. It's it's really. Not. It's not. It's not a hundred percent. It's not hundred percent out of the they picture. Are not going. We literally just sat here and talk, and we're like, "Oh, Ed Ordron's not going to get fired. That's fine." They. We literally just went through and said their best case scenario is them not making a bowl game. I uh, yeah, I, their their ceiling is isn't higher than their six ceiling wins. is it's barely five hundred. And yeah. see you at the I don't Chick-fil-A, I think five hundred Chick Fil A whatever bowl in 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 Montgomery Alabama. I think going like, five hundred is like really wishful thinking. For have have LSU. fun with your have fun with your Circuit City gift card and your Montgomery Bowl swag bag LSU. <laughs> oh God. Like, <laughs> good lord, I I can't. When they lose the podcast after October 9th, it's gonna be when fun they one. lose to Kentucky, I I think I'd order on might be fired <laughs> by then. All right, let's get into picks. Uh, yeah, let's let's let's, let's take a break and then we'll go to go to some picks. Oh, uh, this is, no, this is what the moment we'll be right we've been back. waiting for. WVUA FM, Tuscaloosa. And we're back. It's time for the picks of the week. Let's start out with number three, Oklahoma against Nebraska. I have Oklahoma. Oh, thank God. Oklahoma. Well, I think we're all around the same here. It's I, so, uh, uh, Jackson, it's don't so you tempting. Don't it's you so tempting. Stop it. Stop it. But, just yeah. say Oklahoma. Yeah, I got Yeah, come on. Oklahoma. All right, next we have number seven, Texas A&M against New Mexico. I have New Mexico <sighs> because Texas A&M does not have their quarterback. They struggled against Colorado. What more do I need to say? They always think that they're so good. Gigamax, no. I got New Mexico against Texas A&M. I, I, I 
I don't think there's a big enough point spread for AM for this game. I think they win it by 100. No, I don't think it's by 100. He's I, 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 this is how I think the game will go. I think it'll be very similar to this past week Alabama game. They're going to start off struggling, but I think eventually, probably not as soon as Alabama did, but eventually along in the game, AM's going to find their groove and they'll probably just, I wouldn't say squeak out, but they'll. They'll win the game like probably by like ten or fourteen points. It's not gonna be some. It's not gonna be some like mauling that Texas a and is gonna put on them. It's you gonna be. Done your research on New Mexico. Man, you're you can't really tell me New Mexico is gonna blow. My, I mean, like. I just feel like you're gonna you, give them a hard. Do game. you think a and really gonna win by a hundred points? No, but I think they're gonna win by at least three touchdowns. I think that they're. It's gonna, gonna be a lot closer than you think, my friend. They played HBU in New Mexico State. I got a and I think it's a blowout. Thank you. Next game, number eight, Cincinnati at Indiana. I have Cincinnati for this one. Yep. Yeah. We all Cincinnati? I'm so Cincinnati. Yeah, say it, Jackson. Indiana say it. Was say the it. biggest poser last year. I want to. continue to be. I really want to. All right, so. But I can't. I got to go with Cincinnati. <laughs> all right, next game we have Virginia Tech against West Virginia. Tough one, kind of, in my opinion, but I have Virginia Tech because they've been playing so well since week one. When they stomp the bricks off at I, UNC. I want to take West Virginia. I want to because I feel like Virginia Tech's riding a high, and I think they might end versus West Virginia. But, uh, you know, this is going to be the pick that I'm absolutely wrong about, but I'm taking Virginia Tech, but I know West Virginia's going to win. Yeah, I was. I think I'm gonna roll with West Virginia just because they played a really bad team last week, beat them sixty-six to zero, and they're probably riding what? a little high right now. They're favored. West Virginia what? by three. What do you know? Well, no chance. The matchup predictor says fifty-seven point five percent Virginia Tech, forty-two point five West Virginia. I don't, I don't listen to that stuff. I so you guys both have West Virginia. I got West no, Virginia. no, no, no. You didn't. Li- you didn't. You did not. You obviously Tech. did not listen to me close enough. I said, and I quote, "I'm going to take Virginia Tech, probably to be wrong. safe, but I know West Virginia is going to win this game." Got it. Okay. Well, See, that's me. Look at that. You're taking Virginia. I'm taking West Virginia. Yeah. All right. I, I just don't see how West Virginia West Virginia lost to Maryland. Virginia Tech beat UNC. Like, exactly. and then, like I said, next game we have Coastal, Coastal Carolina Coastal. against Buffalo, and I have Coastal Carolina. I really like Coastal. Coastal. I really Coastal. like them. Coastal. Oh, ever since their little Cinderella run last year for a little bit, I yeah. I'm, I'm on the I, I, count me down on the Coastal train. All right. Then, Next, we have we Michigan all... State against Miami. I have Michigan State. Me, give me Michigan State. Miami is one of the most overrated programs in the country. Manny Diaz, like Ed Ogeron, according to Brandon, is going to be on the hot seat within the next year or so. I don't understand why there's so much sass in that statement. Because <laughs> it's well-deserved. It is. Well-deserved. Dude, it's week three. Are you and you're... taking Michigan State, too? Yeah, I'm taking Michigan State. Oh, my God. You can take Miami. They just beat Appalachian so. State by two points. Michigan State, Michigan State could totally pull that off. All right, so they played really, really well. Are we all take some, For the record, I'm taking Miami. I don't even know why they're 24th. What are you taking? Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan State, State played. Three Michigan. Well. All right. They played really well their first two games. Miami had an Alabama offense. hangover and pl- and played Arkansas or not Arkansas App State. App State's good and they're probably better than Michigan State. All right, next we have Northern, Northern Illinois, Illinois against Michigan. 25 Michigan. I have Michigan. They played really well last weekend. They showed that their offense is really not 
one to play around. I I'm not to... believing in Michigan yet, but nope. there's definitely some hope. Let's just put it that way. I like the way they played last week. I do too. But and I'm they not beat Washington. And Washington yet. was. I'm not the biggest Michigan fan. I mean, me neither. But I, I why is Jim Harbaugh still there? Because Jim Harbaugh is still Michigan here. Uh, I low key want to say Northern Illinois, but. Nah, yeah, yeah. Give it, write me down for Michigan. Yeah, that, Michigan. That yeah, I'm to, taking Michigan. Just as Zach saying he wants to take Northern Illinois. The current standings <coughs> for wins right now are me at 29, Janae at 28, we don't need to Jackson talk about and it. Zach at 27. So. We don't need to talk yeah, about it. We're really, we're, we're really acting like we're that far behind here. I should be in the two, lead. Two picks? Come on now. And m barely escaped. All right, so. Next we have Purdue. Against number twelve Notre Dame, this is a tough one in my. I'm opinion. going to I'm, write me down. It's a tough one. Write me down. Tough one. Purdue beat UConn, forty nine to zero. Oregon State, thirty to twenty one. But I didn't like the way that Notre Dame played last week. But I'm still going to take the Fighting Irish because they always come out on top somehow, some way. Maybe that's why they're called. The Fighting uh, Irish. I like. I want to take Purdue. Are you fading yourself this entire day? Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I don't want to go, like, just all picking the fate. Like, I'm not, obviously, but, like, I feel like there's going to be if, some upsets. Like, if, if there's just anything the past two weeks have taught us, like, like I said earlier, anyone can win, but I need to p- pick some upsets, or else we're just going to be wrong. You can't pick favorites all, right, well, all the time. you got to pick some upsets, but you don't pick Purdue over Notre Dame. You need to pick Dame. smart <laughs> ones. <laughs> Do you not remember uh, Oklahoma almost lost to Tulane? All these, all these almost upsets that are happening. Eventually, it's gonna happen. Almost upsets. I think Notre Dame's better than Oklahoma. Well, whoa, really? Looks like it. Yeah, let's. We're just gonna completely Notre Dame across the board. Yeah, Notre Dame. All right, so Notre Dame in it. uh, Then I think the next one is pretty easy. Kent State against Iowa, number five. Iowa, Iowa for sure. And then we have Georgia Tech against number six, Clemson. I'm not a Clemson fan. I'm taking Clemson. I'm taking Clemson. But I got to take Clemson. Give me yeah. D. Clemson's not losing yeah, a game in their conference. Um, I'm taking now, Clemson. Everyone has Clemson. Now the next game. Eastern Interesting. No, you skipped the one. Oh, wait, Ohio no. State and yeah. Tulsa. Ohio State East. Okay. Tulsa. So, hold on. I, I went and saw Tulsa live this weekend, this past weekend, uh, at Oklahoma State. Um. Boone Pickens Stadium, pretty cool. Not gonna lie. Shout out Oklahoma State. Shout out Meg Mraz, my sister. But Tulsa's not good. And neither really is Oklahoma State. But Tulsa's really not good. Like, really not good. There's no chance. Ohio State might not be great, but they're beating Tulsa. They're gonna whoop the bricks off of Tulsa. I'm calling the score at least 56 to 7. Yeah, this yeah, this is like probably one of their last chances. Like, they need to they need beat to bounce the brakes off yeah. of the Tulsa. This is they the game to. that's going to form their offense. They're going to um, open that playbook and see what they can really do. That's what I think this game's all about. Yeah, this has got to this has got to be a bounce back game for our state. If it isn't, oh. they're in a lot of trouble. They're in they, a lot of trouble right now. Uh, but imagine they drop a game to Tulsa. They're not going to drop a game to Tulsa, but they're in a lot of trouble right now, regardless if they beat the doors off of Tulsa or not. Next game, we have Eastern Michigan against Wisconsin, number 18. Jump around. Very tough decision. Jump around. All right, then Arkansas and Georgia. Georgia I'm taking Eastern Michigan. Get the hell out of here. We weren't done yet. Get the hell out of here. 
No, you're not. That's going to be the pick that gets me the lead over you, Brent. Um, you have to spade me on like three more games. You know that, right? Yeah, I'm going to say. I'm <laughs> you're gonna not go, actually taking that, are you? All right, I am I'm taking that. Wisconsin. I'm taking Eastern Michigan. Oh, my goodness. Right, Next, we have Georgia Southern against number 20, Arkansas. Arkansas. I have Arkansas, a.k.a. Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, I'm taking Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas. come on now. Sorry. I mean, like, it's not... Don't you do it. I'm not picking Georgia Southern, <laughs> but you guys you guys need to stop acting like a lot of these are like so guaranteed going to happen. Like That's what I'm I'm not you guys, so like, guaranteed. You, I, see, my thing is I think you guys are pick, just like picking the favorite like and you I guys just are picked Eastern Michigan. Hey, listen. Outside of yeah, let me finish. Outside of a couple of these games, you guys are just straight picking favorites. You not you There's got a reason. Janae, you know Janaea never picks favorites. Hold on now. What was I, I, I'm, I'm not, fair. I'm not, I'm just, I am not directing this at you. I I I want to point out. More than these two, right? Me, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is not favored in that game. God, if there's a ranking of the 25 best teams, why do you guys think these 25 teams are the best teams? But still, we've seen these also, past went, two weeks. I went totally against when, when, I'm at, when, me, when me and Janae are at the top of the rankings by the end of the season. All right, all right, all right. Let's all see. All right. All right, so let's jump to the next game. Georgia, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Georgia. I Don't literally, like, this is what I want. think is the upset. I think South Carolina could do this. Yes. Okay. I, I am not a fan of the Georgia offense. I think South Carolina is going to come and play, lock them up on defense. You're going you're gonna, to – you're picking this upset? I want to. Are you? I want – Are you going to sign your name like, next to that dotted line? Because this could either be a really good pick for me or really bad. Listen – I I, I, hear, you know, I I see your logic. I do because South Carolina is the equivalent of Clemson Syracuse, where it's just like a struggle game, even though that team sucks. So, would you like to sign your name on that dotted line? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of co-signing with that. Oh. You know, what? fine. Me and Janelle take South Carolina. Hold on, wait. He didn't speak for me. Georgia. You're, I'm thinking. You're, you just said, oh, I'm going to co-sign. So you're taking well, it with I'm me whether you like it or not. I'm co-signing with you because I, when we were talking earlier, I, just, I, was, I was saying I just threw South pick, Carolina. I just threw a pick away. 100%. I just I threw just it away. I just said South Carolina is going to beat Georgia. You know, it's for the fun. It's for the fun. Are you, taking, the fun. Are you taking South Carolina? It's for the listeners. No, I'm going with Georgia because they oh, barely... Oh, she went... They barely escaped... She's like, I don't think... No, because they barely escaped East Carolina. Come on now. Yo, but you were about to co-sign with Zach, me. the spread on this game I'm started agreeing out with you that this is going to be Georgia upset. minus 31. It is now Georgia minus 34. It's going to wow. be upset. All right. Wow. And they're uh, probably gonna cover. Next, I, I'm game. gonna be wrong, but I'm taking it. Next Stony game. Brook and Oregon. Let's just Number get this four, one out of the way. Oregon. Oregon. Watch that one be the upset. No. All right, Stony right. Brook. No. A Virginia <laughs> against number 21 North Carolina. I have Virginia. I don't hate that pick. North I Carolina. Pick. I'm taking Virginia. North too. Carolina. Give me Northern Carolina. Like I just said for the past few times. So, Sam Howell. Yeah, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking North Easy. Carolina too. Um, but I don't. I don't hate your pick. I don't. Thank you. I, yeah, I think but, this game. But he hates my South Carolina pick. I think if you're picking an upset, I think if you're picking an upset this week, this I think that's a good spot. Yeah. That's a good spot. But I, I, Yo, I can't. The upset to pick is Georgia. Georgia's gonna lose. You are. Oh, they're not I, today. Tulane and Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Definitely Ole Miss. Hotty toddy. The next game, Arizona State against BYU. I have BYU. I got BYU too. I'm riding, I'm gonna ride BYU this whole season. You won't see me go against them. Woo! You play to win the, the game. game. Oh, he's got a two-game lead. Arizona. Now he's the state. The pick master. 
All right. I said we you played to win the game last week with them, and they won. I gotta keep it going. It's, right. They both are two and zero. So next we have Matt Campbell led Iowa State. Number fourteen gets UNLV versus UNLV. Um, I Iowa State. I'm a big Matt Campbell fan, other than when he's playing Iowa. So like I said, I'm gonna ride him. Iowa State. Don't you do it. I'm, I'm not going to. I mean, UNLV is one of those teams where it's like, oh, it'd be so fun if UNLV was good. But, but uh, it's going to be Iowa State. Fresno next, State. Sorry. Next we have Fresno State against number 13 UCLA. My team to watch out for, my sleeper. So I'm going to go with number 13 UCLA. And this is going to be another game for UCLA where they – get their defense rolling even more and beat the bricks off of Fresno State. Fresno State gave Oregon a run for their money, though. Fresno but State is a good football okay, team. I, 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 I was looking at you I'm the a, whole time. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm a UCLA oh, believer, no. but if there, I think like, there is a chance they lose this game. I kind of think UCLA is a little... Too high in the rankings for what they let are. Me just, let Please. me just give you this. So don't don't even call Fresno, me I'm crazy because I'm. This is not an outlandish take or anything. You, they beat they beat an LSU team who we all are are just like not like a fan of, and they. That's jump. like being the best surfer in Kansas. Doesn't mean anything. No. Yeah. Exactly. Literally. But I I by the end of the season, uh, with what were we just talking about, UCLA won't be top twenty. Maybe top twenty five. Not top okay, twenty though. So. Let me just give you this. Fresno State beat UConn 45 to nothing in their first game, lost by one touchdown to Oregon, who just beat Ohio State, mm-hmm. and then came out and played Cal Poly. I don't even know what that is. Cal Poly 63 to 10. They can put up points. They're a good. You know team. what? I'm going to say it. Give me Fresno State. Give me Fresno State. He's really throwing away his picks. He wants to be in dead last. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change my upset. Get, uh, you know, I'm going to go back on Georgia. Put, put me back for Georgia, but this is my upset. Fresno State. Yeah. Make a compelling argument. Um, UCLA is slightly suspect. I don't like that LSU team at all. And they let Overrated. LSU run up 27 points on them. Because LSU is not the... S- the bus that you think they are. They are. They definitely are. Name me like one relevant player on their offense. So uh, they aren't the bus that they, they think they are. I, yeah, yeah uh, like number no name scored 27 yeah, points on UCLA. But I'm going to take UCLA just because if I get it right and Zach gets it wrong, I get the lead. Right, right, let's go on. Let's go on to or the lead for third. Wait, okay, sorry. Whoa. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have not picked this game. <laughs> I am. Let's put it this way: Is Fresno State going to cover? Yes. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game. Do I think they're going to win? No. Unfortunately, no. All right, so you're. But right. I think this could be a game that Zach gets one back on. Oh. And finally, final game the game of the week. Number one, CBS Alabama. Slot, baby. All right. Number one, Alabama against number eleven, Florida. Alabama. Uh, I, my, I'll start. I'll start us off. I think Nick Saban is. I mean, after this Mercer game, that the uh, people, all of us would say that they underperformed. I, th- I would think all of us would say that. All those penalties. All those penalties. I think Nick Saban is gonna just absolutely just. I don't know how to say he's going to get control of all the players, like get them all super, super focused. I think we're going to come out 
not kill Florida, but it'll be a convincing win. I, I, all the players are like, from what I've seen so far, like in my opinion, this is probably like the cockiest like uh, Alabama team that I've been here for since 2017. All these players, in my opinion, are like... The 2016 defense pretty much walked into places and told people they weren't going to score. Yeah, but, like, I'm saying <laughs> as an overall team... Mickey as Fitzpatrick okay. used to walk in games and be like, guess what? I just feel... <laughs> I just I just get a feel, and I don't think I'm necessarily like crazy for getting this feel. I just get a feel that all the players on Alabama are just so confident that they're so much better than the next team that's below them. So, I mean, I just think they need to get up, the, like, clean up their act, but not really just... Focus in. I, I'm give, give me Alabama. Give me Alabama. I'll yeah, stop talking. I'll Keep take going. Alabama. Go. I think that they need to focus in, too, because those penalties were just <laughs> atrocious. And if it wasn't for that pick six early on in the first quarter, we would have probably struggled for about two to three more possessions. They would have struggled for, like, two to three more possessions for it, sure. It, so. Alabama cannot play like they did against Mercer. If they play like they did against Mercer, just chalk it up as a loss. Like, I... They're, I think Alabama this game is going to absolutely be different. What? What? Whoa, whoa. Stop talking. No, no, no. Whoa, no, you tell they me. are going to be If Alabama plays like they did against Mercer, they win by 10. I'm going 42-17. Alabama, 17. hold. That's probably. Oh wait, wait, wait! No, no. Let me, let me, no, hold, let me pull up the text from uh, that that game. You were, you were saying it yourself. Are you going angry. back on yourself right now? Yes. Because, ladies and gentlemen, just just to get a little background story, Brandon after the Mercer game says, and I quote, "If we play like this against Florida, we, we ain't winning." And now, what lose. what is it today? Lose. Wednesday, September fifteenth. Brandon now says, "Oh, if we play like we did against Mercer, oh, we'll win by two possessions." So so, so no 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 no. So give me your thought process on what made you change back your take. Well, I went back and I watched Florida's tape against USF, and. They are not good. Now, here's a couple things. I'm taking Alabama. There's so many reasons why. One, go look back at any Alabama game in the Nick Saban era where they do what they did against Mercer to another similar cupcake team like that. And then tell me what happens the following week because it is not good. Well, Alabama comes in and blows the doors off of whoever they play because Nick Saban gets angry yes. in practice. The players get their butts handed to them. And then they come out angry and they win the game by a ton. It's ages old as time. Now, they got Florida players saying that is Alabama going to be ready. Bulletin board material. Don't do that. We want Bama. Biggest thing you should never do. Bad. Stupid. Bad. Now, for re- realistic why I think Alabama is going to win this game. I think Florida right now is running into a double-edged sword. And it's, it's not one that's going to stay for a long time. But with their quarterbacks right now, Emery, not good. He's just not. He, he's Everybody's been waiting on him saying he's a Heisman hopeful. He's not. He's just not. He's not it. Richardson, on the other hand, he's pretty good, but he's a true freshman. So you're running into this double-edged sword of, okay, Emory Jones can't throw the ball, so Alabama's going to blitz you because you're going to have to run away, and it's not going to work. Or... You got to bring in a true freshman who can't really move that much, as well as Emory. And you're gonna have to sit back in the pocket, and Alabama blitzes them again. There's a, it's a double-edged sword. Whoever you bring in, and I don't think Florida's defense is all that great right now. I found something because I was doing some research while you were talking. So the game that I was thinking about that's so Citadel. similar to the Mercer game for Alabama was the Citadel. If you and if you remember, if you remember during that game. 
we were tied with Citadel, 10-10 at half. And the next game, we play Auburn. Oh, yeah, Alabama plays Auburn. Uh, Alabama plays Auburn, and they, they won by, by 21. Not 21. Yeah. 52 to 21. What 30, are you doing? Sorry, 31, 31. <laughs> sorry. I, I'm in college and can't do math. I'm sorry. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This, that's my problem. No, yeah, yeah. I, I do think, but that was also an unranked Auburn team. Yeah, I don't. Florida, again. Florida this is, is another I, team that gets okay, the last so year I hangover. Th- yes, you're ranked, but who are they going to? Th- tell me one wide receiver on that team that they could throw it to right now. I don't even know. Bueller. But you also take into okay. account Alabama is dealing with some injuries on that defense. Um, Will Anderson is back. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so, so let me take that back. Will take Anderson back. is back. Okay. So I. Night, night. I want to go on record. I. To if if Alabama does win, it'll be like ten to fourteen points. It's not going to be a mauling. That's my official prediction. I think because, be, there might be thirty thousand people for I won't back down in the third quarter. In the swamp, there might be. No, yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's Look, pretty bad. There might be, and it's probably going to be the four thousand that are sitting in section forty-four in the family section for Alabama. Dude, this is not, this is not going to be good. I mean, another instance could be when we lost to LSU. The next game, we beat Mississippi State twenty-four nothing. Yeah, that's also when Tua went out with a hip injury. Like, that is true. In the first quarter. That is true. I'm not discrediting that, I, but... I think, uh... But I then mean, we also had Mac. We had Mac, who people say are better than Tua. Well, Mac... Again, on the Mac record... All right, go on the record. Um, I am going to take Alabama. I think, you know... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's like, no. It's like, oh, oh, my God. No way. But um, I will throw in a little interesting take here just to get something... Some conversation oh, going. Don't, don't make me go. Emory there. Jones is getting benched by the second quarter. So far, I don't so even, far in on that take. So and far in on that take. I, I think, thought it was uh, that he wasn't even like started. He might not. Yeah, no, yeah. So I don't. Well, think that's... honest, I am far, far more scared of Richardson. a of a Florida Gators team with Richardson starting his QB. I, I mean, he I get it. Nice I get it. He's a freshman. I get yeah, he only has 55%. Uh, you know, he's only completing 55% of his passes, but he's got almost 300 yards on the ground in 11 rushing attempts. My, but if you're going to no. use a quarterback to, like, run, especially against us, you're using Emory Jones. Like, yeah, Emory Jones. I don't know if you watched the. Okay. I don't know if you watched the. Uh, Emory Champions. Jones has twice his attempts and almost 150 less yards. Agreed. Literally, you said you fear Richardson over Emory Jones, right? Far more. Alabama's fear levels with that should be if Emory yeah. Jones is playing, it's a horsefly flying around your leg. If Richardson's playing, it's a wasp flying around your leg, and either way, you're just killing it with a swat. Yeah, a wasp might be a little too a little too dangerous. Like maybe oh, yeah. maybe it's wasp, like a, uh, a mosquito. Okay. Also, yeah, we'll I'm also excited yeah. to see like a. I'm excited to really watch a Florida team after all those losses, like that they had Kyle Pitts, Trask. Mm. Dude, it's not going to be again. Who's on the outs? Who is a wide receiver that they can throw to right now? They don't have Trayvon Grimes anymore. They don't have Kyle Pitts anymore. They don't have Kadarius Tony anymore. Like, if I'm gonna be honest, and I just don't know a single Florida receiver off the top of my head, to be honest, I don't know. You wanna you wanna take a look back at their stats here? Because it's not. It's, it's not probably good. not too good, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. But 
I'm going to stick to my take. I don't think it'll be, like, um, mauling. It'll be four, 10 or 14 points, at most 20. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. 42-10. Defense going to absolutely maul him. Uh, I, I, I think it's more along the lines of, I mean, I like 42. I think 42 is a good number. I think Bryce Young struggles a little bit more than we'd like him to. Or, this will definitely be Bryce's biggest test. It it yeah it will definitely be his biggest to test so think, far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think at the end of the day Bryce Young is going to end up having a phenomenal game, but I think he starts a little slow. I think the defense starts a tad slow. It's their best competition they faced so far, but it's a Nick Saban coach team. Forty two to uh, seven. I, I don't I don't I don't, think, th- I don't I think, think they score. I don't think Bryce twice. Young like Bryce Young's going to have a game and he he might struggle. It's not where the game's going to be won. Alabama's going to win the trenches by yeah. a ton. It, it, you know, Brian Robinson, Jace McClellan, Trey Sanders. That's where the game's going to I be do want to see more Trey Sanders more. I think you will. I think you absolutely will. But I, it, it'll be probably by, like, and like midseason, Trey Sanders will probably not take over completely, but much more prominent overall. Prominent. Sorry. Yeah. Um, again, I think this is going to get... All right, so what's everyone's official score prediction for this game of the week? 42 to 10. 42, 17. Jackson, you have your hands on your head. Why are you disappointed? Uh, it's irrelevant. Um, I'll take 42 to 7. Something definitely just happened with the and Cowboys. Then I have, <laughs> and then I have, uh, I actually have another prediction. I have 52 to 10. 52 to 10. I, see, I wanted to do that, but I didn't want to be. Just, but I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> we have some uh, NFL news that's making our our man Jackson. Yeah, Jackson's all, he's but, pinned for a little bit. But those are our score predictions. Those are our picks. Uh, stay tuned next week for a big show, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yes, thank you guys. For see you guys in. next week. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.